Hey, what's going on, party people? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead. I am your host, and this week I am joined by Anthony Dewart. Hey. Kenny Castro. What's up? And the man with the plan, Tyler Hadley. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're back. We are back. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Well, we got a good amount of news to, to go through. Some some sad delays happening, just like last week. It's a trend that is continuing. Uh, also, we're going to give our hot new impressions of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, so, first of all, we uh, want to talk about our upcoming Super Smash Brothers tournament on April 2nd, downtown Springfield. Details to be shared soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, also check out Kenny streaming Madden every Monday for Madden Mondays, or should I say Maddening Mondays? Yes, please. Uh, and then just more Twitch activity in general. Uh, we're going to be doing this show live every Tuesday, uh, as well as a schedule that we are working on so we can be coming to you several times per week. All right. So how's everything going, guys? What's new in the world of Anthony, Kenny, and Tyler? Uh, not too much. I got a little lot of, got a little bit of cold, but other than that, doing doing pretty good. I got a lot of uh, Dragon Ball in this weekend, so you know, yeah. really, all I really did, but I'm doing pretty good. So we all went to Hot Pot together on did? Saturday. Did we? Yeah. We did. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> so Tyler, do you want to talk about your Hot Pot birthday, hot time? A Hot Pot birthday experience. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, second time being at Hot Pot. Uh, I got the less spicy soup base, um, and we got a tons of food. We got uh, some beef shank. Uh, Kenny and uh, Anthony wanted to try the pig tongue, like me and pig Wiley brain. did. Pig brain. Yeah, pig brain. Yeah. Um, that was cool. And uh, you guys gifted me some nice cheeses and beers and some cool artwork. You tried the cheese yet? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. Very good. Hell yeah. Glad to hear me it. Me and Caitlin had some uh, last night. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun time, and they don't mess around with the spice there. No, oh my no. god! <laughs> like, you know, they had the level one and the level two spicy. I went with the level one, and usually I don't quite get the spice that I'm looking for. But this was like damn spicy. If I had gotten level two, oh, I, I was living in Spice Town. How is that? Uh, what is that? Uh, what? Who's that guy? The one, the cook? That's oh, talk, what we talking about? Spice Town? Is it Guy Fieri? Guy like Fieri. I, yeah. I was like Guy Fieri. Flavor, Town. Flavor, Flavor Town. Town. Yeah. Yeah. Flavor Town. Spice Town. I saw the same to me. I still will be cooking sometimes, and just like. Ironically, say to myself, "Welcome to Flavor Town." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the Emerald Legacy Bam train when I like. I don't even really cook, but if I'm making that, uh, I was making that tuna fish last night. I was like, "Ooh, tuna yeah. fish sandwich!" Oh, yeah, it was really good. I put some onions in it. I put chopped up. Uh, did you drop some black pepper in it? I did. Of course, I love black pepper. I put some black pepper in it, a little garlic powder, um, a little bit of onions, cute not cucumbers, uh, celery, a little bit of celery. Sounds legit. Yeah, you see, we're, we're chefs here. You know? Oh yeah. When I try, <laughs> when I actually don't just microwave something. Word. Well, no shame in that from time to time. Mm. I did. I'm trying to think if I did any cooking. Oh, I did, I've just been making stir fries like crazy. I've been so trying to do the low carb thing and shave off a few pounds. And I've been doing fine with it, but I'm like getting to the point where I just I find the vegetables I want. I usually have some meat that I've cooked, and I'm just getting crazy and crazier with these stir fries. I even posted one on Facebook yesterday. Nice. Because I was like, damn, this one looks real good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the it's all group. about the plating. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It is all about the presentation. And yeah, one thing that I'll say that I, I, I mentioned it in my Facebook status, but I literally will just turn the skillet on high and then just work fast and like find the things in the fridge, get it a meal ready in like under seven or eight minutes. And it's like, it's, it's fun. It kind of gives me the feeling of. Speed running at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know exactly. what it is. He, he's in a Sekiro fight while, yeah. he, while he's cooking. You gotta hit the, the fatal blows <laughs> with the different uh, temperatures and notches and spices. You gotta kick it up too. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta know which when to add the onions, when to add the meat, when to add the liquid. Next time you cook, you should play in the background either uh, the Bell Gargoyles boss battle theme from Dark Souls and see how intense that gets. Okay. Or Flight of the Bumblebee. Just... <laughs> I can dig that. You, you know what? I might invest in. I might invest in the Final Fantasy 15 cookbook for Wiley. So we could make, have him live streaming cooking recipes from there. What? <laughs> I, that. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, we could present it like so a... They, it's a legit cookbook? Yeah. They, really? They have? Yeah. Yep, you gotta go get all those monster skins and bones and... <laughs> this, I hope they supplement for the real world because I ain't got no sword. 
That was definitely one of the most fun parts about that game was just being around the campfire with your with your bros. Yeah. Mowing down. Yep, just eating. And I like the fishing a lot. I think, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but the very first time I played it, or one of the first times when I first got uh, Final Fantasy XIV for the PS4 when it first released, Tyler came over and I just fished for like two or three hours. In 15? Yeah. Yeah, the fishing is much more involved than you would expect it to yeah. be. Like, I, I kind of gave up, actually, to be honest, after would, a few minutes. Yeah, I gave up on the game, but it was, it was really fun fishing. I can't believe I actually finished that game, dude. The game I had was just a mess by the end of it. I gotta go I, back. I played it before it was patched and everything. Mm. I played um, it post-patch. Yeah. Yeah, was it so mess? No, actually, I, I felt like, you know, I kind of listened to all the things that people said about the end, and I could see how they try to make it better, you know? Okay. It definitely felt a little better. Because they, there was that whole very long section, you know, mm-hmm. and they apparently made that streamlined somehow. They streamlined it like so. I, it, it like that end area when you're in that corridor and all that stuff. The hallway, the yeah, hallway like, like, like it, it was real, real quick. You know, I was in out pretty much, and I was onto the the big fights gotcha. pretty quickly. Word. So. All right. Well, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Talking about video games before we're in the video game section, <laughs> but why don't we get into it? We've got a big new AAA release to discuss this week. First time in a few weeks, mm, Dragon sure. Ball Z Kakarot. Oh yeah, that's it's been a good. But before uh, before we bring up Kakarot, I want to give a shout out to my buddy on Discord, the Great Wildcard. He was uh, showing me earlier this week uh, an early access game on Steam that's out now from the same developers of Bastion, okay. um, Pyre, Transistor, Transistor, Super. My super giant, super, super giant, giant games. games. I think yep. so. Yeah, their uh, new game Hades, and it looks amazing. It's uh, I want to say kind of almost. It is a roguelike, mm-hmm. um, but you go through. You know, every time you play through, you get different weapons, upgrades. You have a different layout or a different uh, setup every time you kind of go through with different augments and uh, favors from the gods that you meet along the way, and you have this nice little uh, relationship tree, which I thought was kind of cool. So it was like throwing that little dash of persona social link, or you know. You get higher relationships with people. You get more, you know, abilities or one of the abilities that you already have buffed, stuff like that. So it looked really great, and he was giving me a bunch of really good, you know, details and everything about it. So I want to shout out to him and check it out if you can on Steam. It's um, I'm not sure how much it is, but it's relatively cheap and it's an early access, so they're gonna keep piling on stuff. So it looks real good if you're into roguelikes and Greek mythology. It's got okay. that same sort of art style as the other games as well, right? Sort of uh, kind of not quite top down isometric. Yes, exactly. The art styles. Uh, what drew me is he actually showed me like one of the uh, character portraits, and I was like, "This is amazing! It looks great!" Like it was the character art is kind of it's like Transistor, but more it's like a little grittier than that. Okay. So it was a, it was a cool little like wow, it's different to see from them, and it's definitely still very appealing. Yeah, I've their developer that I've beaten all their games now I think mm-hmm. um, you know they only have three I believe unless I'm missing one but they're all very good Pyre is my personal favorite mm-hmm. so when, when I heard about this one being a little bit more action oriented uh, I was very intrigued but um, just waiting for it to come to consoles for sure so no saying that'd be awesome anything on the switch man does it have any sort of release window I don't know if anything but like the early access it kind of never really uh, same thing with Temtem which launched today um, Tuesday, I guess it's a uh, full price point of thirty five now, which is cool. Different one, check it out. But okay. I'll have to wait till the next paycheck. Gotcha. <laughs> so that is Hades on early on uh, in early access on Steam. And on around. All right. Without was. further ado, guys, open world anime RPG going to mm-hmm. end the stigma of bad anime games, according to Mr. Kenny over here. What do you think about it? It's. Uh, I know that I'm a little uh, less far than Kenny is right now, so I just beat the first real saga that goes on, the Saiyan saga, or the invasion of the Saiyans, attack of the Saiyans. In Dragon Ball Z, it kind of sums up you know, everything that happened post-Z in the opening couple minutes for you. You're introduced to Goku, his son. Um, he gets stuck in a rock for me in the first like 10 minutes of playing because you have to do this really weird like escort mission, not even you like, oh, wow, go take Gohan to go fishing, and you like put him down, and he walks like this at the speed of a snail. And then we were going around this rock because I didn't know where I was supposed to go exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, go high, let's go this way. And he goes, Dad, wait up. And he starts crying if you're not uh, slow enough and like, keep pace with him. I was like, okay, son, come back. So I went back to him, and he's just in a rock, like just stuck walking. So I had to reload my game. Oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. not a great first impression. Nope. But it, it, it just got great after that, thankfully. No more uh, Gohan stuck in rocks. Okay. But, so, so what are you feeling about the mission structure? And you know, is it a satisfying land to explore? 
Yeah, it's like uh, it's not an open world game. There's like huge open areas that you can no. select on an overworld map. It's like a like semi semi open semi you know structure. Like it gives you your space to so like a Mass Effect or something. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Per, yeah, almost. Yeah. So you could you in on Earth you could pick between like multiple areas that you'll that you'll go to the world map. You'll tra- transport over there, and then from there you have this big map. Mm-hmm. You know, not huge, but it's pretty big, and then you fly around, run around. Go explore it. Go in the water. All that good stuff. I was really surprised you could actually go underwater because mm-hmm. at first I didn't think you could go in the water at all because I yep. think it was gated because I had to go do something else. Exactly, mm-hmm. it, it gates you at times, certain for certain missions. But you know, in that first one, open the game, it didn't let you go in the water. But then once you're out, actually in the world, you could go in the water. You have your your um your breath meter. You know, see how much air you have before you suffocate in the water and all that stuff. Okay, so this being a Dragon Ball game, I assume that it is a action game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how's the action it's good it's uh, the combat's very fast if you've played uh, any of the dragon ball fighting games before it's not quite as focused or streamlined as say dragon ball fighter z because that's just like a one-on-one fighting game um you know 2d playing this is open world 3d but if you played any 3d-esque fighter uh there's budokai tenkaichi uh the most recent xenoverse xenoverse 2 which are really good it plays more like a xenoverse game uh, but a lot smoother, I think. It's it's no. very you can literally zip. You're zipping around the air. You feel like you're really a super warrior, as they would say. Mm-hmm. So does it have like juggle mechanics? Like um, you know, is it that type of act character action game? You can get somebody stuck in a combo for sure. And when you can, you're kind of making your own combos as you go along. But as you level up and progress on the skill tree, you get more moves. You get right. upgrades to your moves. But you can't really lock an enemy into a juggle unless they kind of get stunned which they only really even the npcs kind of leave themselves not too open for right. and and you could somewhat juggle when you have a partner with you mm-hmm. okay you know you kind of start into a combo and then combo them that way and they could they get hit back to you and stuff like that and like there's a mechanic where um what do they call it so it's attention meter Mm-hmm. That once you once it's full, you power up your your key all the way, and you keep holding it even past its max, and you'll go into this tension mode. And How do you activate that? Because so I'm that one you just have time. to hold through, hold your yeah, yeah okay. hold your um your key charge all the way through, even past its max for mm-hmm. a couple for like a second, for a whole second, and then you'll activate it. And that's and the bar on the right next to the yep. character portrait face. Okay, yep, cool. Because they mentioned that, and I have not done anything. With oh it yeah, since. once you do that, actually, you can combo your specials. Really, you could cancel like cancel combo. Ooh. So as you're doing one, then cancel that into another one. So you'll vanish behind them. Like you could do three kamehamehas back in to back, wow. like as a combo, when you're in that mode. How okay. does, is there a charge time still? Like when you're doing um, so that? it'll deplete. So the the tension will once yeah. you're once you're in it, it'll start depleting slowly, mm-hmm. and you'll eat up your key. You know, right. so as long as you have enough key to pull off three Kamehamehas, yeah. um, you'll be able to pull them and just, you know, cancel cancel in the middle of it to transport into the second one, mm-hmm. then go from there into the third one. Okay, but do you still, like you, even when you hit max tension, you still lose your key? Like when you use specials, it just takes yep. out normally? Okay, so you don't yeah. like have this super... Yeah, you know, oh. no, no. You don't have the super stuff. Um, the KO Ken <clears throat> um, is one of the ones you get when you're fighting, when you come back to Earth and you're about to fight Frieza. Everybody, oh, no, not Frieza, um, Vegeta. Everybody remembers the story. He comes back, has KO Ken. I was a little thrown off at first because mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention that KO Ken was eating through my health bar. Mm-hmm. So, and it was kind of cool because then I'm in the Frieza saga and I got Super Saiyan now. Super Saiyan eats up your key bar. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. the transportations, you know, the transformations, like, they, they, I like the variation that depending on which one you want to go with, you got to give up something. Okay, so good balance there. You, know? mm-hmm. you were saying something about a partner. Yeah, so throughout the story, sometimes you'll be partnered up. Like so there was points in time where Gohan was rolling around with Piccolo or it was Gohan and Krillin or it was Vegeta. On Namek, so there's a couple fights where you're, it's Vegeta, Gohan, and Krillin. Mm. Um, so you'll get partners where you can actually level, help, make sure they're being leveled up and make sure their skill tree is pretty good. And you could kind of set up their support skills that you activate yourself because they won't activate them on their own. Okay. So, you know, it's a good way for you to start good, like going to a combo. So, like, if you're pulling off a Gallic gun and you want Krillin to now, while he's while the guy is caught in your Gallic gun, pull off a destructive disc because he's not moving, mm. you could pull that as well. So okay. he's being hit by both moves at the same time. Um, I say one of the best things I found in the combat myself is when it's you against three or you against two. Okay. Because 
most people might think, oh, it's just a button masher, you know, just smash it, smash away. When it's when you're outnumbered, you can't just smash away because at all times you're being attacked from every angle. Like the NPCs aren't waiting for you to, oh, you're fighting this guy, I'll wait on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like you're being like attacked. Sleeping dog style. I remember that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just like rolling at you, and it's yeah. like you have to. They, at least they telegraph their attacks mm-hmm. where it's like the robots are the main like common enemy at least at first and when they're going to shoot like a projectile or something they have like this red laser mm-hmm. with a bunch of arrows that kind of like warns you and if, mm-hmm. if it's not a telegraph one when it's just regular combo hits then it becomes a little more tougher mm-hmm. because you know you might have your back to two enemies while fighting one and they're coming in and they're you're trying to pull off a kamehameha now this they'll just throw you now they're canceling combo. it and um it gets even tougher because at first you're like okay just you're seeing these handicap matches between just regular goons right and on Namek, you get now you're fighting against actual people from the while well, in the story where it's one on two. Mm. So you have tougher enemies, and you're like, wow, like this is you know, like now you have to really use your vanish, use your counter, your, you know, your counter vanish. Which that one I find interesting. You can vanish without using key. Really? But when you oh yeah, the dodging. But, X, yeah. but when so you dodge without using key, but when you vanish into a counter, you use key. Use like you half know. your meter. You use if you're a good like chunk. In the yeah. middle. You use a good chunk. Um, which is, you know, it, it's, so, so it's a way to keep you from overusing that because that tends to be a, you know, depending on the level you are, like you get off a nice hit, like almost mm-hmm. 3,000, 4,000 health. You know, sounds like a lot. Well, yeah. it is. <laughs> at, at one point in time, it is. Like that That could be a, 23, a level 23 goon's health completely okay. sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you can't overuse that. It eats up your key. The vanish into a combo, but mm-hmm. just a regular vanish. Of course, you know you've seen the anime. Um, I have not seen the. Oh, I've never I've seen, seen the episodes, but I have not oh, watched it. One, so that's why I'm wondering. One of my questions: If you're not a DBZ fan, worth it or no? If you like action games with some RPG elements and leveling, and you like the anime aesthetic, yes. But if you're not a real big, f- I definitely being a fanboy of Dragon Ball Z is the big hook for it. If you don't yeah. like Dragon Ball Z, then you. are it's really going to be if you like the aesthetic. Like, you like yeah. the world, you kind of like the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And, and in reality, this is a almost like a fan service, you know, yeah. game. Like, the the moments, some moments in the game look better than in the actual show when it happens. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I can and, see that. And it's, you're like, wow, like, they did this justice. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I'm stuck. So I'm left sometimes and I'm like, this is, I'm watching. It's like I'm watching the anime again. Like this looks amazing. That's cool. Then I kind of had to remind myself, like, oh wow, this is um, what what's the name of the company? Cyber Cyber, Cyber Connect. Yeah. Cyber Connect Two, which they did the Ninja Storm games for Naruto, yeah. and those those are have been amazing with the cutscenes. So I should have expected it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think above the combat, the combat's decent and it's not. It doesn't get stale fast. It's not stale at all. At least not for me. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm already done with the Frieza saga. What I like more is how true they are to the story and how they do it justice. You know, like instead of rushing it and just being sloppy with it, and you know, some of the animation and real like the important scenes, mm-hmm. they they stay true or even try to elevate that scene to another to mm-hmm. another point. And it has all the original voice actors. They've switched them up. I know right. the like person or one of the voice actresses who originally voiced Gohan. In original Dragon Ball Z, she ended up when they redubbed it as Dragon Ball Z Kai. She ended up bowing. I don't know for what reason, um, but they ended up changing voice actresses. And actually, the English voice actress they have now playing Gohan, she actually also does uh, Luffy, Monkey D. Luffy from the One Piece English okay. dub. Okay. So I thought that was a nice little thing. I was like, oh, cool. And then Krillin's voice is uh, Usopp's English dub voice. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, I was nice. like, ah, cool. So are you guys playing it in English or Japanese? English. 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 That's just because I, like, I grew up with it, like the English. Like, Sean mm-hmm. Chemmel's played Goku mm-hmm. for as long as I've known Dragon Ball Z, and I don't really want to hear anybody else's Goku, personally. Gotcha. Because I played Fighters a good amount of it, mm-hmm. and that has a ridiculous story mode as well. Yeah. And um, I didn't find it in the options where you could turn it on to English. Really? So yeah. I just had it in... I don't, I don't know if I didn't look or... I, I was what. actually pretty drunk when I first started playing it. Tried to because I was like, oh, I want to hear the English voice actors. Mm. It took me a couple hours to find it. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, hey, you can change the voices if you want. It was like you had to go to the three separate menus. It was weird. So I got very used to the Japanese one. I know that... The, it fits, though. Yeah, yeah. So I... If I were to play this, which I probably won't since I got two other folks on the crew that can talk about it. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go with, stick with Japanese. I like to stick with Japanese for anime most of the time. 
but lately I've kind of been listening to, to more Englishes, like My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia's English dub is great. It's, it's very it is good. Really yep. good. And, and, you know, I love all my, oh, the guy, because that's Chris Sabin. That's the Vegeta. That's Piccolo. Um, Piccolo. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, because All Might, yeah, is awesome. Yes. That's, um, that's Jason in Tokyo Ghoul. That's um, Chris, he does a lot. He does a lot. Chris Sabat does a lot of voices. Uh, I don't remember who else. He does a bunch. Like when you really look at it, um, I could, I could, I could most likely try to. I'm most likely later on. I'll remember after the show and tell you a bunch more. Like mm-hmm. that he he He's does all over but, the English yeah. VA scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good. I can definitely see for me personally. I can see the combat and everything getting definitely like a little repetitive and boring. Probably another ten hours in. Definitely once I've played through the game once and you know done my fair share of side content, being like, oh, okay, wow, look. I know the random encounter. Even the random encounters were kind of starting to get stale. So I was gonna tell you, mm-hmm. you most likely haven't figured this out, no. and I and I did. I was gonna let you kind of simmer a little bit, a little bit more before telling you, but I decided to say it. Okay. One mechanic I really do like about the random encounters, mm-hmm. you can beat the random encounter before even actually starting the fight. Do you throw the key blast at him and it'll no. take the health down? No. No. As you, well, maybe I haven't tried it yet, mm-hmm. but you can fly right through them at full speed. While you're flying, if you come at them at the right moment, at like the right like level and angle, you you can finish them without even starting the encounter. Really? You fly right through them because, especially if you're above their level, that's pretty fun. That's good. Wow. So I like I've been like kind of oh what there's one 400 meters away and I try to like get it right as I'm heading yeah, and, and I'm you like, get the XP and everything 700 uh, 700 XP or a thousand really? XP. Really? All yep. right, I'm gonna know what I'm doing. And then home. there's another one. Let's say you get the angle right, but you're not above their level, like enough to finish them in that. In that, you do a surprise attack, where your character then, if it's three of them, will uh, will bounce off a hit from each one, and then start the fight, where it'll take off, um, like a quarter of the health. So now they start off with less health, and because you got them with a surprise attack. So I love that mechanic. Dang, I was like, wow, this is very cool. That is, you know. That is nice, yeah. That's usually because it's usually me like trying to run away and collect all those stupid orbs that I found out yeah. after collecting all the areas. They just end up respawning. Yeah, try to every try. time you go back. Yeah, so, they, they, they respawn. Currency. Yeah they, yeah, they let you level up. So all okay. your characters, and I'm like, well, that makes sense. It's like you don't want to be fully out of orbs in one area. Gotcha. Oh yeah, and like very deep into the into the trees, like they start asking for like ten thousand blue orbs, like you know. So you want to make sure you're picking up a lot, yeah. a whole lot of orbs. So that was cool. So it's definitely like there's a lot to find. There's a lot of collectibles, and it's. I can definitely see it just getting stale further down the line, but for right now, I'm definitely liking, you know, enjoying it a lot. And you can get different vehicles too, okay. which is kind of cool. And you can zoom on when Goku's Cloud, the Flying Nimbus, you get it first. And I haven't gotten that far to get any other ones, but I'm really excited for like all the side content, the driving mission, because I know that filler episode where mm-hmm. Goku and Piccolo take their driver's license exam. That filler is great. That's in there. You get a car, you can start racing after that. Yeah, I can't wait to start racing. Let's mm-hmm. see how that goes. All right, so you can actually catch Anthony streaming this game pretty regularly. I don't know if I mentioned that at the top of the show, but he's been, you know, he's got a setup in his room now. Oh, yeah, join me on Twitch. I'll usually announce it. I'll post it on uh, either Instagram or Facebook whenever uh, and I And I share it on our social media services whenever he goes live. Exactly. Um, I do have to wait another couple days, though, so I'm going to catch up on some other work, and then hopefully by Thursday I'll have my new equipment in, and we can we'll have, get back to doing it. We'll have weekend. maybe some art. With Anthony on Thursday when he gets the capture card, maybe. For sure. Maybe so, maybe so. Oh, yeah. All right, well, I've been playing one new game this week that I wanted to touch on for a little bit. It's called Life is Strange 2. Um, The first game came out, I believe, either late 2015, early 2016. was a big hit. Mm-hmm. And we have a review by our very own Wiley of it on the YouTube channel. We do. We do. You can see me being way too serious, talking about it in depth. It's a classic. You gotta, a, it you're going to want to check it out. With a friend of the podcast. But anyway, so that was a very successful game. Um, the characters, Max and Chloe, really set the internet on fire in some ways. Be, be like, I don't know. They had, you know, the game was very, very popular with its handling of homosexuality and uh, just sort of a very sweet and young love that it portrays, especially in the Life is Strange um, Before the Storm that came out, which is sort of like a a mini spin-off prequel. Um, So 2 came out, started coming out earlier in 2019, and it did not um, set the world on fire. Uh, And the, the releases were very staggered, as they can be with episodic games a lot. So... You know, you'd be playing it, and you wouldn't get to see what happens next for sometimes two months, sometimes even longer than that. Um, I know that the game did not sell nearly as well as the original did, 
Um, but it is now all out, and it is now all on Game Pass. So it's a very low barrier to entry, um, especially for me. I was a big fan of the first game. I was waiting for them all to come out. When I saw they're on Game Pass, I was like, it's only a matter of time. Just got to pick my pick my moment to jump in. And I'm now... Um, so they're five-episode long games. Each episode, two, two, I mean, two and a half to three hours long or so. Okay. Um, I finished episode one, and I'm... I've done maybe half hour to an hour of episode two. Nice. Nice. Um, so, so what's your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts. I think that it is uh, very strong. I think that the writing, uh, it, it, they do a really good job of writing teenagers and mm-hmm. making it seem, you know, not cheesy. Like, it's better than the first one in, in terms of writing. Of It's like, you know, using modern slang and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got your phone and all your text messages. They seem very believable. You look around your room, and it's got great details. Like, it kind of made me feel nostalgic for being yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, so, you know, the game starts out in autumn. It's it's actually visually very, very pretty, like, compared to the first game. Like, the game, the first game looked okay. Uh, this one has some really nice environments. The first episode has... Definitely the largest open area. I mean, it's still a very confined space. Um, so in this game, you're not playing as a girl. You're playing as a boy. Um, he is, I want to say, 16. And you've got a little brother who is kind of like your companion throughout everything. And he's nine. And he's adorable. He's like <laughs> one of the most cute, adorable characters I've seen in a game. Um and something very traumatic happens very early on. Um, I don't want to give it away. It happens probably half an hour in, and it really it makes it so you have to go on the run, essentially. Okay. So you are in Oregon um, initially, and you just kind of are going on a journey. Your ultimate goal is to get down to um, Mexico, which is where you feel like you can be safe. Um, you are a... I want to say first-generation Mexican immigrant. Um, this game is very political. There are some, you know, one of your neighbors early on, he says, you know, you're the reason we got to build that wall oh and God. stuff like that. Oh, so, wow. like, I mean, it really, you know, it wears its politics on its sleeves. One of the characters that kind of helps you out a little bit early on to your journey is a big activist-type um, journalist, um, road journalist, and he was a, a neat character. Mm. Um is it going to have the same like incredible mystery and reveal and murder and intrigue that the first game had? I don't know. It's too soon too soon to tell. Um episode 2 is kind of off to a slower start, but it could it could pick up. Like I said, I only played like a half hour. Mm-hmm. Um but really really good first episode and I think it's a shame that the game, you know, didn't have the success that the first one did. Um maybe they'll turn around with positive word of mouth now that it is actually now it's on game pass and accessible to anybody mm-hmm. who has yeah. game pass and exactly i'm and sure once more people that'll definitely get more people talking about it and if especially if the writing's better than the first one yeah i think it i think it you know maybe the plot isn't going to turn out to be as strong but i think that the dialogue between you and your friend uh between you and your little brother and just in general how does has a more sincere vibe than the first one did um now are you on the road with your little brother yes okay so that's kind of like that's the same same quote-unquote dynamic as you know like uh what is it the what's the guy from last was ellie and ellie and joel joel ellie and joel you got the uh guys from left for dead no is it left for dead not left for dead uh the walking dead oh my god it's such a brain fart Uh, oh oh yeah the walking dead season one clementine Mm -hmm. she that which i like that pair a lot yeah it is a little bit like that you know you're trying to teach him how to do certain things for himself and you know so be smart but uh he's very young and he's very mm-hmm. you know sort of sheltered and innocent so yeah. so it's kind of like malleable you gotta really gotta choose what option you pick to do you have an option to like a dialogue tree yeah so the okay. game is straight up like all dialogue trees no um you know that you're deciding whether to be patient or to be angry uh, you're deciding whether to shoplift or not shoplift and they mm. have real impact on the story like yeah. uh, um you know maybe not where it ultimately will go in some aspects but like there's this one thing early on where you uh, have thirty dollars in your pocket and you need to stock up on supplies shit's really expensive like a sleeping bag or our blanket is 16 bucks a water is like two bucks and mm-hmm. 
meat is like six bucks, like a jerky, and like you have to, you're trying to, you know, feed and clothe your little brother who's, you know, you've been sleep, you've been camping out, out, and it's mm-hmm. really cold. And so I didn't have quite enough money to get water. I didn't realize that I could go around the side and fill up a water in the bathroom sink. So that's like a cool little get around. But so oh, wow. I, I stole a water bottle. I was like, you know, it's for my survival and it's for my brother, but you get caught and then um, it seems to have pretty big ramifications. Oh, wow. Um, Did you go back and redo and that's how you found out or? No, I didn't um, because I had already stole it when I ran into the sink. Oh, and you're like, oh, cool. Just, like, just fill it up here. And I thought I had gotten away with it, but then he, he confronts you a little bit later on. Oh, man. Of the store oh, wow. But yeah, so it's, you know, very relaxing games. There's no real challenge involved. There might be some minor puzzle solving uh, at times. But yeah. I, I haven't been stuck all. at all. And, you know, I think that the game is really good so far. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to check it out. I love those. I was super hooked on the first season of Walking Dead. Um, when that came out, I haven't touched any of the other ones, two or three. But the episodes, I think it was like five episodes, five or six episodes in the first one. But mm-hmm. I would love yeah. to go back and play that game because that was like... I remember as soon as the credits rolled on that, I was crying. I was up mm-hmm. till like yeah. two or three in the morning trying to finish it because it was right at the last episode. And then I was just like, I got. I think two is pretty good. Two, I got to check it out. I really, yeah. I really want to continue with it because it was just, it was absolutely amazing. The art style, the story. I was just afraid because like I'm never gonna, not gonna have this interaction again. But I could definitely be wrong. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting into the itch of some of these episodic games, mm-hmm. um, especially with the games with golds and this month's. Batman Telltale, Telltale, Telltale Games oh, is, word. is one of our games with gold this month. That's is that cool. Good? Is it both? Because I know there was two. So it's actually just the the original one. The original so, one, okay. Because I know the the second one is actually the same one. It's just in, done in a different art style. It's the Shadows version. What? Shadows edition. Oh. So, But you can pick up the original one with games with gold, right? Then pay five dollars for the for the um addition of that feature of the shadows edition, which is the the extra art style where it's almost all black and white art um art and with just certain colors in certain scenes, you know, like being, popping out. Yep, almost. more more like Sin City. Isn't, cool. isn't there a Batman season two from Telltale? No, not my not from my understanding. Oh, or maybe there is. Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like there was one that I missed. Um. But I could be wrong about that. I played the first one. Yeah. I know PlayStation gave you one. I have it on my PS4. It's like the free PlayStation Plus members. So, so that might be it. That might be episode one. Mm-hmm. Or actually all five. I think it might be all five in like the first season, but I'm not so, sure. So yeah. It'll look cool. All right, Tyler. Don't mean to ca- catch you off guard, but I got some questions for you about that here. Um, oh, I'm ready. You're ready. <laughs> yeah. he, has, right. he has notes. Well, uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Tyler got it for his birthday. And yeah. he's like already lost fifteen pounds. He's looking like super shredded. He's got two golf balls where his biceps should be. He's like, bam, mm-hmm. let's check out the court, sweetie. Come on, let's go toss a couple bangers. And that's from like two days. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm ripped. Got to no. get that crew, cruise body ready. The cruise body. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, it's cool. I probably played like an hour. Um, and I worked off a little bit of a hangover. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. Hear that um and it's it's a real workout like i wasn't really sure what to expect i mean i play beat saber and beat sabers pretty much like a workout um but this is like for real i mean we played caitlin and i played a couple of the gimmick mini games uh where you're i'm gonna grab the the, the ring i'm gonna show it off that thing is wild that's like a little plastic what is it does it have a yeah, my ring material it's made out of there it says i've idea but it's made out of some kind of material something Something. very resistant (laughs) some sort of carbon fiber adamantane (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's, uh, doing some of these you're doing some of those audio listeners he is squeezing them he's really having fun with his nice new toy (laughs) oh yeah it's a lot of fun you can wear it as a necklace if you want (laughs) you get a necklace what oh you can wear it as a necklace um so you play the story mode i did play the adventure mode i started that uh the story itself is just like super goofy. Going to find finding a ring. The ring releases a demon, and then you have to run around and yeah, you have to put your the leg strap. So one Joy-Con goes in the ring, and the other Joy-Con goes in a leg strap. And so you actually have to jog in place in order to move your character. You have to squeeze the ring in order to shoot like air blasts in order to break boxes and things like that. And 
uh, once you get to a couple levels in, then you're mm-hmm. starting to fight uh, monsters, and when uh, fight a monster, you have to select an exercise which does damage to the monster. Mm-hmm. So during you're doing a set, so you you can do like a ab curls where you're bringing your legs into your abs every time legs in and release it does damage to the enemy and they have like weaknesses and and stuff right like due to certain exercises um maybe i haven't gone that far yeah i I think i've heard that i literally like just got past the the first world Mm -hmm. and uh it's yeah i mean i was kind of winded not winded Mm -hmm. but I i was tired after getting through like the entire first world um the point where I'm like, all right, Caitlin, you can play. <laughs> you, try. you try this. It looks like, awesome. Are you getting to the point where you need to like take a shower? No, I mean, I, I mean, that's kind of why I stopped after like an hour or so because I was like, I'm tired, but I'm not like sweaty, like sweating my ass off or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, I also just didn't really want to exercise all that much. <laughs> um, that, during that time. So do you think this is like a legit way for people to get on a fitness fitness regimen? Uh yeah, I mean you can turn the game on and they have like set routines that you can just like select and do certain exercises depending on what you want to focus on, whether it's cardio or strengthening or um I mean I don't think you could really get super buff by playing ring fit, <laughs> but if you want to just kinda of like have a more engaging, fun activity like ring fit adventure could be the fit for you. If you want to you want to slim down and play RPG games at the same time. Get yeah, that cardio. Sounds that's like that. Yeah, that's what I need, baby. We should yes. uh, play that on stream sometime. I'd like we, that. Yeah, I'm not for like if we all picked it up, we should take weigh-ins and go do a check-in <laughs> every month. I'd be down for that. That'd be sick if they put an on, uh, online multiplayer raid battles when you work out. That would oh, be wow. cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of dope. I think that'd be really um, sick. Yeah, you guys can all come over. We'll get in our shorts and sweatbands. We'll do a little mini game competition. Get the uh, eye of the tiger going. I'll bring, oh, I'll yeah. bring, I'll bring over my speedo. Yes, my speedo. I want my shorty shorts. Oh jeez, <laughs> oh yeah. This is gonna be a stream for the ages. Oh, the Maybe you gotta put an age restriction on that. I don't know, man. Yeah. You can see a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so I yeah. think that's all we've been playing, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, anything new from Earthbound? Oh, well, got it there. Yeah, I did um, play a little bit more Earthbound. I'm getting to the point where it's getting a little bit more challenging, a little bit more grindy, as Anthony has professed several times that it would, and I'm still enjoying it. I still hope that I can push through and, and get through it. I mean, I still think it's a very good game. I'm glad that I played it up to this point. It definitely shows its age in some fashions, um, but just an incredibly influential and, and charming game earthbound but um time will tell see whether i stick with it or not i'm just i just got to the point where where the paula gets kidnapped by the aliens in the place. grocery store or in the mall type thing and i took that out uh, pretty challenging getting to her the the enemies mm-hmm. up, up the escalators and stuff were like dang yeah. Like, There's like four floors you go up, and like at the top, at the time you get to like the top of like every one of the escalators, you have to fight an enemy. Yeah, or like a, a mini boss, and they're just like this. Ness has like healing and uh, offensive, like psi moves or like the magic moves, mm-hmm. and then your other party member who you're stuck with, you have Jeff, doesn't have anything. He has his physical attack, and if you have him like give him items or something, that's all. Yeah, he has. and he can spy, and which, he can spy, which is useful. Which is, you know, it's useful once. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's rough. So, so yeah, I'll probably keep plugging along with that Earthbound. So oh, yeah. now we are going to move on to Reset for a News. Coming soon, we will have a real Reset for a News and theme song, a real sound that plays. Superficial, and I look forward to that day. Placeholder. Right <laughs> All right, cruising for news, and it's the part of the show where we go over the things happening in the video game world, read them back to you, and discuss. All right, so as we talked about last week, we had some disappointing delays. This week, we have some disappointing delays. <laughs> Number one, Dying Light Two posted on Twitter a statement from CEO Paul Markchuka said, "We were initially aiming for a spring 22 release date with Dying Light Two." But unfortunately, we need more development time to fulfill our vision. We will have more details to share in the coming months, and we'll get back to you as soon as we have had as soon as we have more information. 
Dying Light 2 had never been given a firm release date, but the spring 2020 window was fast approaching. By not providing an updated release date or window, Techland has freed itself from the time constraint and, in theory, given itself indefinite time in order to bring Dying Light 2 to the standards that the team is chasing. While internally things are no doubt more complicated, it's clear that the team has decided more time is required to work on the project. Okay, so that's delay number one. Mm -hmm. Delay number two, and this one really hurts, guys. Oh. Cyberpunk 2077. Is this the second one within like last like two weeks? No, did weeks? we talk about it last week? No, no, we didn't. No. The Cyberpunk wasn't delayed last week. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah that's think right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it is not coming out until September 7th, and I took a story that's actually related to about the development process. If anyone thought that delaying Cyberpunk 2077 by five months to September would give its developers a little more breathing room, well, guess again. In a call with investors on Thursday, CD Projekt's chief executive admitted that development crunch will still be necessary. A CD Projekt Red brings the project to term. To term. Um, let's see. Is the development team required to put in crunch, hour crunch hours? Answered to some degree, yes, to be honest. Uh, Kikinski went on to say that we try to limit crunch as much as possible, but it is the final stage. We try to be reasonable in this regard, but yes, unfortunately. <clears throat> I need some water. It says it somewhat fades the idea that this is another five months to polish up an otherwise, un or another, an otherwise finished game, and instead means developers need five extra months of full-on <coughs> development to deliver something worth a launch. What CD Projekt Red has on hand now is playable, parenthesis, the whole game, Michi says, adding that it's been like that for a couple months. Still asked to describe what the trouble was causing the delay. He attributed to some technical bug fixes and polishing. That said, the game is so detailed that polishing is just a complex task. Complex task. It's about the number of things we have to take care of rather than some fundamental problem. Oh, geez. That one hurts. Yeah. So it was supposed to come out in May. Pushed all the way back. Or no, April. Right? Yep. That pushed all the way back to September. Oof. Um, only two months before we're getting the release of these new consoles. Just one more quick delay. <laughs> Iron Man VR. In order to deliver on our vision and meet the high expectation of our amazing community, we've made the difficult decision to move Marvel's Iron Man VR to a May 15th, 2020 release. We truly appreciate and your understanding, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, that one's not as much of a marquee title, although it is... Getting some pretty positive buzz about kind of a killer app VR VR game next year. So what what do we think about all these delays? I think it's pretty much unprecedented to have so many in a short amount of time. I could be wrong about that. But... I think it's good. I just think the game developers, like you were saying earlier before the podcast, they shouldn't put so much pressure on getting a release date. They should just, in my opinion, they should just work on the game. You know, say I guess Oddity spoiled me with that release trailer. Was like it'll be out when it's ready. Yeah. It'll be out when it's done. And uh, as someone who's worked on some things, they're not definitely not as big as a game. I've just done like illustrations or designs in the past. It's like, hey, when do you think this is going to be done? When when is this going to be done? Or it's like, you know, you can't really put an exact time frame on something that you really have no clue what the you know hurdles are going to be throughout development. And you know, uh, any kind of like bug could happen, especially with coding. I can only imagine and yeah. making sure everything you know that you don't fall through the floor, at, you know, or get a crazy uh, unfixable glitch of a bug. No. That happens, but I mean, I think it's okay as long as the, you know, of course they aren't working their employees to death. One uh, and two, like in the crunch, and you know, just you're actually, which of course I'm sure they're doing, is actually improving the game and you know, just ironing out any of the little wrinkles that are left. I I think some of these delays we could attribute it to um, the the forward compatibility or backwards compatibility of the uh, Xbox One X series Series X. Um, I think it takes off less of the pressure of trying to send off the this generation of consoles mm -hmm. with a, with like these great games and more of like oh wow you know we could kind of just finish polishing because these consoles are going to be living for another year or two you know we're not at a rush to try and get it in so they can enjoy it for seven months before buying the next console you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. so I think it definitely attributes to some of that to less pressure and it uh, um, it allows for for more of a um, polishing. And just making sure that they're putting out the best quality game that fans deserve. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Kenny. I think that the big reason that, and this is a little tinfoil cappy, but I think that <laughs> developers are just now realizing with the new consoles, and maybe they've known this for a long time, but it's not going to be the traditional 
PS3 is garbage now, moved on to PS4. You know, it's going to be all your games are coming with you. Um, they're going to work on the PS4. And as far as Xbox is going, we're even getting, you know what I'm saying, forward compatibility where the Xbox One X is going to be able to play all the stuff that's coming out on the Series X for the first one to two years, which we discussed, uh, I think, last week. So game developers now are not feeling necessarily like um, the end of a generation is something that, you know, a lot of these games that have long tails, um, you know, live service games, they look at it and they say, well, why are we rushing when we can just put it out? We have the huge PS4 install base, the large Xbox One install base that's still going to be there. And it's going to work on the new stuff. And maybe we'll throw in a PS5 patch or a Series X patch. And that's what I hope it goes, man. Because like I do not want to buy Cyberpunk and then have to rebuy it on the PS5. Like I really hope that it's a patch. Wow. As you, PS, you PlayStation users got to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that on the Xbox Series X. Well, you know you're going to get a PlayStation I'm going to get it, but... <laughs> hey, guys, you know. guys, we can settle this. Just buy PCs. Uh, listen, listen. That's everybody sweet. everybody knows I'm an Xbox ambassador. So, I'm. you know, I, I tried it. I tried being on the PS4 with you guys. I enjoy it. But I love my Xbox. I really Fair do. Enough. I really do. So... And now I don't have to worry. I'm going to have... I'm going to pick up the PS5 and the Xbox Series X day of. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to worry about my AAA titles with the Series X because they're going to just play it. You know? True. It's yeah, a fair it's, point. it's a nice feature. But, you know, we might be getting that with the 5 as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I hope it goes Time all the way back to PS1 and get PS1, PS2. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. There have been rumors of that. I really hope yeah, so. Yeah, that would, that would be amazing. Too. if they oh, And they were all available in the store from, like, day oh, one. You know, that would be Or even just, like, I could play because I have all my PS1 yeah, or that. I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be like that because of the li- licensing issues. It'll be like that. Yeah. Where you, if you have the disc, you could play it. I don't think we'll see them on the store like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> All right, so our next story, Byleth is the new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate character. Woo! More Fire Emblem characters. That's what everybody wanted. Everybody, everybody has been so upset about everybody this. Everybody was very, very salty about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I think they were gonna do it. They should have done it further in, maybe in CN's character pass too. That second pass. Yeah. Um, you don't round out the last character, right? With another fire emblem character i think i i think this is less of a sakurai choice more of a nintendo choice yeah i agree you know that's why they because, gave him a third like a 30 minute presentation mm-hmm. to just be like, i don't think it was like a presentation of the character i think his 30 minute this direct was like it's gonna be byleth but here's why and that's it was right. just him trying to be like but wait this is all the stuff and then you get some <laughs> cool skins and then everybody's like oh yeah, I, I definitely think like they were like trying to smooth it over with that thir- with those thirty minutes, and still nothing you could say oh, no. or do smooths it over. Um, I truly am one to think that it's because of the DLC that's coming out for Three Houses. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure Three Houses is still relevant for people who are, didn't buy the season pass or didn't buy, or, do, or any of these things or haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, so they're dropping these DLC. You want them to pick it up, pick up the DLC. So let's drop Byleth, you know, for the for the casual fans that didn't pick up Fire Emblem. And how do you think of his his moveset looks? I actually never. I didn't even watch the trailer because I heard You're from Kenny so that Violet was it, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's enough. I needed to know. And then I saw all the memes that came out. Like, here's the one with Dante from Devil May Cry. They took the cutscene of him walking over the side of a cliff, green screen out the whole background, and put the Violet reveal, just the splash screen. And he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. It was really good. It made me laugh. <laughs> um, I actually like the moveset. I, I think it incorporates a lot of the um, divine weapons from the game and gives it like you know i think it's all every direction is a different move right is a different weapon right tyler you watched it right uh yeah so yeah, every yeah, every direction is a different weapon right yeah there's like the sword the bow um like a big axe looking thing yep and like a lance yep okay. so it's a nice variation and then you know doubling down on kind of corin's like an evolution of corin yep. basically so he's not going to be a bad character. I think he's going to be he's going to play very well. And you have the two um, uh, like Robin, the male or female, and mm-hmm. Corrin. Yep. Um, but I definitely think drop of the ball. Nintendo put their hands in mm-hmm. the, into the pot, and I think they rushed it up. I think he was going to be a. I, I'm pretty sure 
he was going to be a character from you know i think i think personally i predicted it. i don't think i told anybody that if they were going to do one they were going to drop him mm-hmm. you know i enjoyed the game i thought like well you know another fire emblem character wouldn't hurt makes it what seven now yeah up there, it's it's, up there. i think it is seven yep. so yeah. there's a lot of them yeah so in reality is there more um, fire emblem than pokemon <laughs> uh, yeah maybe I think so Pikachu, yeah. Jigglypuff, Mewtwo, my dad Alucario, Pichu Pichu uh, uh, what's this Pokemon Trainer Pokemon Trainer that's true we have a Pokemon Trainer uh, then the new one that's uh, it oh the, the Greninja yep. Incineroar Lucario yeah you got that oh, you got uh, so we got eight so eight far? so yeah. still Pokemon leads the way okay well let's see so for all the people saying that it's super Fire Emblem Smash, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I do, I do uh, agree. I understand that it's, it's very frustrating, but I mean, hopefully life goes on. More, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more surprising when we get the next patch. That's even amazing. I'm and, sure Nintendo was like, "You want to have five more characters? I, you put this guy." In. And, and I yeah, and yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure we weren't gonna get that sixth character in the in the character pass. And I'm pretty sure that's a Sakurai, a Sakurai thing. You know, like I think he was like, "Oh, so you're gonna force me to end it with this guy." Then I'm doing a sixth character for this next pass, you know? Like, eh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know, there were kind of worse six characters if you count the piranha plant. True. Yeah. But, you know. That was cool. Yeah. That was amiibo. Um, all right. What was I thinking? Oh, yeah. So that's not the only news. He, oh, whatever. He's out the 28th. Sorry. A little bit of a brain fart there. <laughs> all right. Moving on to our next story. So, wait. That was the 28th? 28th of January. Cool. Yep. And then the on, on that same day, the next character pass is available for purchase. Okay. So if you want to pre-purchase and put yeah. your More disappointment. <laughs> blind faith in. I, I just pre-purchased, so I'll right. be pre-purchasing. What if they add another Fire Emblem character for the cool. first one? I well, hope they add that, uh, I don't know which uh, one, the girl. Hot girl. Put a hot girl. I don't know. I don't yeah. care. What's her name? The blonde one? Oh, Elizabeth? from Three, three from Houses? houses. Um, oh. Kierkegaard. Kier- oh, Legendgaard. No. Um, her de- Hildegard. Hildegard. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, I think it's Hildegard, right? Yeah. yeah it's Hildegard. Okay. 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 I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> I would have gone with Dimitri, though. Because he, well, after he loses the eye. Oh, my best spoilers. Dude. Yeah. Why didn't you either? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right. So shit. here are the top 20 best selling games of 2010 to 2019 of the decade in North America. Number one, Grand Theft Auto V. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops. I'm not going to say all the numbers oh now. Oh my god! Black Ops Two, Modern Warfare Three, Black Ops Three, Call of Duty wow. Ghosts, Red Dead Redemption Two, Call of Duty World War Two, <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Four, Minecraft. All right. In case you hadn't had enough, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim, Mario Kart Eight, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Man, I went so like shit. Wow. Battlefield One. Battlefield 4. Skipped a couple there. <laughs> Did I? No, no, no. no. The, like, Battlefield. Battlefield oh, skipped oh. 1 to 4. But that yeah, was, yeah. like, their sell. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that 1 was such a success like that. Um, yeah. Destiny. Legend of Zelda. Breath of the Wild. Star Wars Battlefront 2015. I'm surprised that made it up. Uh, yeah, what are, your, what are your surprises here? That we suck with our video game choices? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, I guess, uh, what's his name? The first... Hideo? Yeah, Kojima's like, you don't understand, it's a, a strange type game, you play Call of Duty first-person shooter. It's like, we're <laughs> Borderlands on this. I mean, come on, man. That's got cool art style. You know how, what do you say, the Americans, you know? Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't can appreciate art can't in the appreciate same way? Art. No, they can't. Look at, look at what we're buying most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. How many of the top ten? One, two, three, four, five... Six, seven out of the top ten are Call of Duty games. Hmm. Man, that's I, a I'm very into Modern Warfare right now, the 2019 one. And um, but I mean, I guess that makes it's sense. It's just it's crazy with the advent of online play, Xbox Live. What that's turned into, PlayStation Online. What that's turned into, more people are going on like into that. I know that was getting big at like 2007. I think 2006, 2007. People going online playing Call of Duty on mm-hmm. 360. Mm-hmm. But like. When I was just looking at the next part, the two thousand to two thousand nine, like the difference of games. Yeah, so a couple things that stood out to me that I didn't think would be up there. I didn't know Battlefront was such a big seller. Uh, I didn't know that Battlefield was such a big seller. Like I, I knew that the franchise was successful. I just didn't know that it was quite like Mario Kart mm-hmm. slash worst selling Call of Duty big. Um, Can't believe Zelda's that low. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, it's got 
that that game will continue to sell for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, it'll have a you know, and that one coming out in 2017. So a lot of these ones are from earlier in the decade. They've had time to build up. Right. Um, like you know, Skyrim's 2011. Yeah. Um, and Grand Theft Auto Five is you know twenty thirteen. It re released like what twice. Yeah. Yeah, and it just continues to be one of the most played games mm-hmm. and supported online as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I was actually surprised that Breath of the Wild is that high up. You mean on the list at all? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. How come? I feel like there's other games that are have a larger audience. I guess mm-hmm. like. I don't know, Super Smash Brothers. You kind of think of that. I mean, obviously not the new one because it hasn't been a decade since it's been out. No, but they had uh, Smash 4. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly, that was on the Wii U. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That one of the worst selling. And 3DS. True. Yep. But uh, there's... But yeah, I guess it all depends on how what a game's released on. Yeah, that's true. Also Mario Odyssey too, but then again, that's also more of a recent towards the end. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, I bet we'll see some more of those creep up, but it's just so dominated by Call of Duty that... Mm-hmm. You know, these other games, it's almost like there should be two categories of selling games. For it's sure. Like madness. So, now that we've talked about the best selling games of the 2010 to 2019 decade, I want to compare that to the 2000 to 2009. And wow, shit's done changed. Yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. I was like, ooh, wow, guitar almost, here. Almost for the worst, in my opinion. I would say so, yes. I mean, there's definitely more variety, although you still got three Call of Duties in the top ten. Amazing. Mm, shit. Uh, number one, Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was a true phenomenon of a game. Um, I miss it. I miss going over to my friend's house and Getting high and playing Guitar Hero. Same. I'll say it. <laughs> we used to do it so much that my friend in high school, he used to start telling his parents before, like, because we were, like, still underage, so we were seniors in high school. We'd go out, have a couple drinks. So he'd always tell his family that his parents would be like, uh, Mom, Dad, I'm going over. Uh, my nickname was Shaggy at the time. They're like, mm. I'm going over Shaggy's house to play some rock band. I think they knew, because that was, like, what we did every weekend. <laughs> but he would always bring his rock band stuff to cover anyway. Like, really? If we felt like playing rock band, we could always play rock band. That's awesome. But it was rad. He get the smoke machine. They actually had a smoke machine for it. Whoa. Yeah, I set off my fire alarm a bunch of times oh, yeah, at my mom's house. <laughs> That's legit. It was wild. All right, number two, We Fit. Oh, yeah. Number three, Rock Band. Number mm-hmm. four, We Play. What is it? What is, oh, is that the sports one? No, that's um the one I that's actually dropped when it was like 2010, 2011. I was working at GameStop. It was huge. It was like Christmas for two years. People, that's all would I'd sell at least one or two. They had like this big square box with just a Wii mode in it and like we play games. It was just like a continuation of Wii Sports. It's a collection of a bunch of mini games, and then you got a Wii mote with the game when you bought it. So it's basically like, oh yeah, I need another Wii mote, but I also want a game. Okay, okay. Uh, Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero World Tour number mm-hmm. five. Number six, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Number seven, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, the one that started it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number eight, Mario Kart Wii. I know that was a freaking gigantic game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number nine, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm -hmm. Number 10, Call of Duty World at War. And then Guitar Hero 2, Rock Band 2, Madden NFL 07, Halo 3, Madden NFL 08, Grand Theft Auto (laughs) Vice City, Madden NFL 09, Halo 2. Grand Theft Auto 4, Madden NFL 06. Wow. It's good yeah. to see at least two Halos made it. And yeah. Guitar Heroes. Yeah. Well, oh, three Halos. Or no, yeah, two Halos. And Madden. And Madden used to be a bigger deal than it is now. Now, I feel like, I think 2K sells more than it. But I'll have, yeah. to, have to double check on that. I think FIFA sells more than both Yes, those. yes, it does. <laughs> yes. All right. So our next story, and this one makes me sad because, you know. Wait, can I, can I talk a little bit about that, that list? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to ask, like, why aren't rhythm games like Rock Band Guitar Hero such a big thing anymore? Like, I don't I don't really understand, like, why. Or, like, are they still a big thing? But, like, everything else is just that much bigger. I... Um, They're definitely not the thing they were. That's no. for sure. It was part of a big fad, I think, in one way. I know another, like, harmonics and... The other company that they were just at each other's throats for so long. I think there was like something. One, there was a big dispute, and two, I know it was really hard trying to get the license for most of the songs. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, what was that guy? Was it Slash or was somebody who Axel? Axel, yeah, Axel Road. Uh, Axel, yeah, yeah. He like sued Guitar Hero because they're like, oh, we want to sample this, and they're like, oh yeah, well, like you can use this song, but like don't depict me or don't depict Slash because he had like a uh, they, they had, had fallen they out. had a huge falling out over because over the um. Um, the rights to all the Guns N' Roses music. Yep, yeah. So Axel forced everybody to sign 
their rights to the, to to all the music and the royalties over to him. So he has soul soul Sounds ownership. Like an axle move. Yep, yeah. it does definitely an axle move. Um, and he waited too long to sue, him and this lawsuit didn't go through. <laughs> um, I think yeah, Tyler just sort of sign of the time or just you know it was so novel back then to be able to play good songs like that with a controller that felt somewhat like a guitar and then you know the other things just spawned off of it the you know the rock band and the drumming and um i think people just got tired of it maybe we'll see a comeback but maybe smartphones made people too smart into their devices <laughs> yeah, I mean, in order to have fun mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking about that like maybe just like the, the wider accessibility of like the internet and like and things that you can do over the internet mm-hmm. um kind of put a, a burden uh sent that downhill because i mean that was something that people played it with their friends in the same room mm-hmm. i mean you can't you could you could play online i can't can't remember if you could play online in rock band one i know you could in rock band two mm-hmm. um but that was a really super cool thing i, I agree I loved Rock Band. I wish it was still around. Hey, well, technically it is. What they're just doing is not... Re- they decided that with 4, the last one that came out, they're just not going to be releasing new ones. They're just going to support it by adding new songs. So they're still adding new songs to the Rock Band store all the time. Huh. To the Rock Band, yeah. But yeah. The, to the Guitar yeah, Hero, though. Yeah, Guitar Hero is non-existent at this point. But Rock Band 4 is still, still, still pretty good. Okay. You know, I have it. Um, Did they change the style up a lot? Like, it's totally different gameplay now? No. Like, you check the strum differently? No, still, still, oh. still, classic rock band and pretty I mean, they, fun. They, they made like new guitars that were like it's like more realistic, like a real guitar, didn't they? Yeah, uh, for the game called Rocksmith. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, Rocksmith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could so right now, let's say one of our viewers were like, "Hey, listen, I got old um guitar, three sixty guitar and drums. I could pick it up and play on my Xbox One with them." Yeah, or with Rock Band Four because I have the adapter. That He's offering. Play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a drum, I have a guitar, and I have a mic. Nice. I just need one more guitar, and we have a full setup. Word. I like how you said guitar. Guitar. Well, I want to see you play. Uh, I want to see you play through a part of Dark Souls using the drum set from Guitar Hero. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. That'd be wild. No, that would be yes, wildly Torture. terrible. Let's but... just get really drunk before, and then we'll do it. We'll be like, yeah. okay. okay. And then you can just go over to start using the D pad on the little drums. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that could be good times. Good times. All right, so our next story, um, and this one I kind of have a lot of an article here. I'm going to try and cut down a little bit. Joe Biden saying disappointing things. That was my own headline. Um, so this story is coming from IGN. Joe Biden, one of the front runners. Of the not t- Uncle Joe. Yes. Mm. Mr. B. Uh, the former vice president and 2020 candidate for president of the United States has shared some harsh words on Silicon Valley game developers, as reported in a wide-reaching interview in the New York Times. When asked about the Obama administration's legacy on Silicon Valley regulation, Biden talks about meeting with leaders in Silicon Valley to discuss intellectual property rights and describes interacting with an unspecified game developer as one of the little creeps who makes games that teach you how to kill people. (laughs) And at one point, one of the little creeps sitting around the table who was a multi, close to a billionaire, who told me he was an artist because he was able to come up with games that teach you how to kill people. You know the, said, said Biden. I guess he'd sort of trailed off. The reporter interrupted Biden at at this point to clarify he was talking about video games, to which he agrees. The senator went on to use words like righteous, overwhelming arrogance to further describe those working in tech at Silicon Valley. And then one of those righteous people said to me, you know, we are the economic engine of America. We are the ones. And fortunately, I've done a little homework before I went and I said, you know, I find it fascinating. As I added up the seven outfits, everyone's there but Microsoft. I said you have fewer people on your payroll than all the losses that General Motors just faced in the last quarter of employees. So don't lecture me about how you've created all this employment. Continue by. All right. So cranky old Joe is uh, unfortunately not down with the kids um, and their video games. Um, Anyway. Biden's news on violent video game or views on violent video games are not surprising. Back in 2013, when he was vice president, he vocally saw no legal problem taxing violent media. <laughs> that year, the Gaming Association even published an open letter asking him to look at studies suggesting there's no link between violence and video games. All right, so I don't know if Joe's my first choice for uh, getting Agent Orange out of the office, but um, <laughs> you haven't heard that one? I haven't heard that one yet. That's good. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, Whitey, I only tolerate it because my favorite Pokemon is Charmander. You know, I spent 12 days trying to get myself a chatty Charmander, Whitey. Do you know how many how many days that took away from the presidential campaign? I'll tell you. Tell me how many. 12 days. 12 <laughs> days, I just said it. Because people, don't, they, don't, they don't understand hunting shiny Pokemon. I'll tell you, I'm already winded because I'm a big, fat 72-year-old. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Thank you, by the way, for that, no, Mr. Pro- Mr. Po- Trump. Po- Pokemon Trump. No, yeah. no, no problem. I'm going to go back. I, I, I need to go uh, shiny chain my raid dens up. See you, see you guys when the new expansion pack comes out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that sucks that Joe Biden's not down with the clown. With no, the I think it's just games. it's the age gap thing. I yeah. mean, I'm sure Bernie wouldn't say some stupid shit like this, but mm-hmm. it's probably just you know, and maybe he did meet with an asshole game developer. He probably did because a lot. Yeah. I've met a couple of them myself that aren't you know. Some of it's 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 the same thing. It goes for everybody else in the world. One bad apple ruins the bunch. Yeah, and it's like you meet one little asshole, and that's like, man, your whole group's stinky, like an asshole, and you don't want that to happen. Sorry for swearing so much. But this is—is is this going to make me not vote for him if he get, if he gets the nomination? No, because I'm not an idiot. I mean, he's 78 years old. Um, he did not grow up playing games. Probably, you know, had all the negative connotations around him back in the day. No. Probably doesn't have a kid that's like real into Twitch that's opened his eyes, and he mm. just, you know. So whatever. I, I it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. Just you know, give it another 20, 30 years. People like that. They'll be all gone. Just let it simmer. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, speaking of that, have you seen all these okay boomer memes going around? Oh, now? yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. I mean, my job is essentially going around saying, okay, boomer. You should get a little sticker. I mean, you should yeah. get a sticker. This I'm a social there. worker for the elderly, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That's my job. You should put that on Wiley's business card. Yeah, I should literally. Okay, yeah. boomer. Okay, okay boomer. boomer. Yeah. He's an okay boomer. <laughs> <laughs> my phone's talking to oh, me. Wow. <laughs> That's um, pretty key. But yeah, any any other thoughts on that, guys? That's, you know, yeah. eh, I'm not surprised about Uncle Joe. No, you know, like, you know if he's trying it. to win. Maybe he's trying to like win a certain. I know shit about politics okay. to begin with. But maybe he's he may, to... maybe somebody in this campaign was yeah. like, listen, video game video game players aren't going out to vote, so you can shit on them mm-hmm. and exactly. keep it moving. Yeah, you maybe. never know. You never know what they told them behind closed doors, and they were like, you know, these are the voters you want to go for. More likely to get out there and vote. Instead of the instead of the gamers, Gamer, who most likely with all the all, all the yeah. back stigma, they're like they're 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 in the in the basement. They're not gonna leave. They're afraid of the sun. They will leave their mom's basement. Oh, yeah. They can't stand the sunlight. Okay, two of those things may be right, but I do need to go to get gas for my car and my coffee and my anime games. So there you go. That's when maybe have an election on one of those days, like a Friday when they release. I don't know, maybe My Hero Academia two or One Punch Man Greatest Dad Ever. And then I'll vote. <laughs> One Punch Man game's coming out pretty soon, huh? I know, and it does look not great. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fairy tale game, all my all the shows I, I, I watch, I'm, I might pick up fairy tale. I've been trying I'm to rewatch not, it. I'm too. not gonna pick up. There's so the many hundreds Punch of Man episodes. There's a lot of fairy tale. Yeah. I did not realize that going back into it. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I want to do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I feel seriously. More no, episodes an anime has, the least likely I want to watch. Like, if I hear a thing has like 150, 200, I'm like. That's the absolute high end of where I can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah like beyond never that, never want to watch One Piece. Yeah, exactly. Well, never. You might as well start. Unless Black I'm Clover stuck be- on an island. Uh, yeah. start, start, yeah. Black, uh, start Black Clover before it gets away from you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, because it's in the 117, 120. Mm-hmm. Word. Okay. Maybe I'll get back into that. I'm getting pretty far into season two of My Hero right now. So oh, yeah, finish but, that up first. Yeah. Then, fin- yeah, yeah. Finish yeah. that. That's, that take, that takes precedence in my in my in my Same. view. Gotcha, gotcha. Even a Black Clover prequel. It is, but 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 MHA. Oh yeah, top notch. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyler, you got anything else you want to bring up, sweetie? Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm uh, I'm good. You're good to for go. The day, yeah, we're uh, we're getting up there. Okay, cool. Well, this has been the Level With You Show, a weekly video game podcast where we get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. You just witnessed it. Thank you for being a part of the show. If you're watching live on Twitch, please subscribe to the youtube channel as well please like the video and share with your friends check us out on you know other days streaming other stuff Uh, until next time stay level Bye. bye